Today is Thursday, October 29th. The title for our devotional is The Beatitudes. We left off yesterday with the recognition that Jesus called his followers to not just bring salt and light to the world, but to be salt and light in the world. Jesus' mission wasn't just changing the disciples' goals, behavior, and vision. He came to fundamentally change his followers themselves. By simply being these new people, Jesus is creating. We are, as his followers, salt and light in all the spheres in which we have influence. The question before us then is, who should we be? What does a changed person look like? The answer Jesus gives just before and after calling his followers to be salt and light. Before telling his followers that they are to be salt and light, he goes through what are known as the Beatitudes. Beatitude is the Latin word for blessed. Jesus here is reframing for his followers who is truly blessed of God. This informs them on the qualities that they should see as signs of God's favor on others and themselves. We, as they did back then, tend to view God's blessing in the forms of health, wealth, long life, good relationships, power, etc. Much of what we tend to think of as signs of blessing from God Don't make Jesus' list. Here it is. Matthew 5, 3-12 Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. A few quick notes here on the Beatitudes. First, poor in spirit likely refers to those who recognize their spiritual poverty. These folks are often poor physically as well. They have learned to depend fully upon God for their spiritual and physical sustenance and righteousness. Second, mourning here doesn't solely refer to mourning the death of a loved one. The meaning of this word is more general. It means, quote, experiencing sadness as the result of some condition or circumstance, end quote. It is likely an individual's sin or the fallen nature of humanity and creation in general, which is in view here. Third, meekness refers to one who is, quote, not overly impressed by a sense of one's self-importance. These are the people who, according to Jesus, are blessed of God. So being the type of person Jesus calls us to means reframing the lens through which we view God's blessing. It isn't solely luxury, wealth, power, health, etc. Instead, it is these characteristics and circumstances which leave a person more open to seeing, experiencing, and being the prime players in God's new kingdom which we see throughout Jesus' life and ministry, 
It is these folks whom Jesus calls to participate in his new kingdom initiative. So this is what precedes Jesus telling his followers that they are salt and light. Tomorrow, we'll look at some of what follows, the type of people Jesus calls his followers to be in the rest of the Sermon on the Mount. For additional content today, I've included more of my conversation with Jim Alexander that we started yesterday. Here we're continuing this conversation on what it looks like for him to live out his faith at work. Enjoy. Um, so you've worked in both the <laughs> quote-unquote, like the, the secular world sure, and yeah. in the, the sacred world of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and, and you're, you're, you're getting at it how you viewed that working for the church is like, finally, I'm serving God mm-hmm. now. And, yeah. um, but, but obviously, I think your, your theology, your perspective, your worldview on that ha- has grown and has developed. So what, what have you learned working in both of those different yeah. environments? Um, people are actually very um, attracted to seeing the gospel lived out. Mm-hmm. When, you, when they learn that you're, you're doing things with your time in the church, when they learn that you have a passion for social concerns, mm-hmm. social justice, um, wh- whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, that's attractive to mm-hmm. them. And so being able to do those things and have people see that they're always usually wondering, like, I wonder what the motivation is behind that. And, you know, it's interesting to say, well, I do this because my company wants me to volunteer. Okay, that's, that's fine. Or I do this because I feel like I should make it good for society. Like, mm-hmm. well, that's not bad either. But I think when people kind of connect it to your faith, that's attractive to them. Mm-hmm. And I think it makes them kind of cock their head a little bit sideways and go like, hmm, maybe there's something there yeah. that I'm not seeing. I, I think uh, it's the old caught, not taught mm-hmm. kind of mentality, yeah. right? I, I always believe that that's true. You know, I've seen it with kids. I've seen it in all kinds of different places. But yeah. I also think it's really important for us in today's society mm-hmm. that we think through that lens. That's been my learning is that, you know, right now um, there's a couple things going on that we're all swimming into the tide of. One is um, this idea that disagreement is hate. Mm-hmm. Right, and so if you're if you're at work and somebody's talking about some topic and you have a point of view on it as a Christian that mm-hmm. doesn't line up with that secular worldview or whatever it is, oftentimes we don't want to say anything because we're going to get we're going to get nailed, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to start saying I disagree with that, and people are like, yeah, it's because you're a hater, mm-hmm. like you know. So we have to we have to know that that's out there, but yet we also have to kind of lean into that, I think, um, because. And we don't have to lean into it by fighting. I think we have to just lean into it by, you know, demonstrating with our actions and talking about the things that we're doing Mm -hmm. and talking about the things that we are excited about that God's doing in our life Mm -hmm. or that maybe our church is doing in our community or other things that we're seeing that we think are inspiring. Um, Again, those are attractive to people. Mm -hmm. Uh, The gospel is very attractive when they see it. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes our attempts to talk about it get construed as a debate or as a you know, church's been a bullhorn, mm-hmm. or yeah, those, those you know, those evangelicals they just like to run around and tell everybody what's what's wrong with them and how they're messed up, and if they would only you know do A, B, or C, right. and again, uh, that just it's not attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, I work, I'm fortunate to work in a company that's pretty young demographically, mm-hmm. and the whole postmodernism and um, ideas and the 
concept of um, you know relative truth and everything. I, I see it all the time. Mm -hmm. And so if I were to go into that and then start using the four spiritual laws and using all the other stuff, like they're just going to tune me out in like ten seconds, man. If mm -hmm. that if that long, right? Yeah, so yeah. so I have to I have to look for opportunities to show. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and I I do think there is culturally a lot of folks who who enjoy serving mm -hmm. and they enjoy helping mm -hmm. and um, there's alignment there. So let's yeah. go where there's alignment, yep. do whatever that thing is, go serve at the food pantry, go help out in the school, mm -hmm. but just do whatever, yeah. get alongside people elbow to elbow. Yeah. And that's when, that's when conversations start to happen because mm -hmm. then they start to open up to you. They build trust. And then they start asking you questions. Mm -hmm. And I find the older I get, especially working in the younger company, people will ping me on stuff like, yeah. hey, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. What do you think mm -hmm. about that? Well, now they open a door mm -hmm. that I can step into yep. as opposed to me saying, you know, kind of the street corner bullhorn guy, like, hey, you all need to be doing this, you youngins. Mm -hmm. <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> that, that doesn't work too well. Yeah. 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 So you got to make yourself available, um, build a relationship, and then when the door opens, gently yeah. step into it. Yeah. That's what I've tried to do. Awesome. That's so good. In closing today, reflect on your thinking and your heart. Have you so been changed by Jesus that your concept of the blessed life is framed in the kingdom of God, that you resonate with Jesus' words? Are the words of your witness supported by your actions? And even deeper still, are they supported by your thoughts and the motives of your heart?